Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host. Let me go around the table and introduce my co-hosts, Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Southern California, and good morning, Sergio. Good job, by the way, last Saturday. I got Mr. Ben Seacrest from Accurate Fishing. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. I've got Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. I also have Andrew Mack calling in from Havasu. Good morning, six feet under the totem pole, boy. How are you doing? <laughs> good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. How you doing, brother? Oh, pretty good. I thought I was nine feet. Oh, no. that's right, nine feet. Well, he got his feet in the cement. I know that. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. six feet for you, and it's nine <laughs> feet for him. It's just no, no, a, it's no, no, that no, foot no, no. difference. Oh, you know no, what I'm no, saying? No. <laughs> oh my lord! And, and so it begins. Welcome back, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the gang's back together. All right. Um, uh, let's start. Uh, uh, Tony, by the way, he had to do some rounds today, so he's uh, up at I forgot where he is today. Mia. Uh, yeah, Mia. But, you know, we had Mia on Thursday. He came out on he the trip out on, the, on the Sun Fund, so that was kind of cool. So, anyway, um, before we get started, one of the things I want to do is um, just pause for a second. And for all you listeners, you know, I want to thank you. I want to say thank you, okay, for the, for the loyalty over the seven years. Um, I see some of the ratings and stuff, and I'm like, wow. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Everybody here at Angler Chronicles, we feel the same. We love you, and we thank you for listening in and, and sharing a couple of hours with us every Saturday morning. What I love, and with now with uh, Ben and with Andrew uh, on the team, is, is that what we set out to do original, the original idea was we never wanted a scripted show, okay? I always said what would be cool is if four guys or five guys sitting around a couch talking about fishing and that's it so there's never we never know where the show is going to go with topics and you ben you've seen it we've gone from oh, yeah. zero to 60 to 300 to zero back and in a blink of an eye so um, i'm just want to say thank you to all of you ron and ben and to mia who's not here um Andrew and, and Steve. Um, Steve, you've been a, a wealth of knowledge over the years as well. I want to thank you. that you, You've been with us since day one. Over seven years. I just can't. I saw it the other day. Over seven years. That's, that's pretty good. So, Ben, thank you. Ron, thank you. Steve, thank you. Andrew, thank you. And everybody listening out there, thank you for sharing the morning, Saturday morning with us. I know it's not easy getting up 
Uh, Definitely know that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, even at home, you know, but I I really do appreciate it. Uh, One other thing that I want to I want to say before we get going is this. Okay, right now we're living um, some really weird, tough times. Okay, and I've got a lot of a lot of friends, a lot of personal friends who over the 20 years fought in Afghanistan. I've got a couple of guys that lost limbs, came back. I want you to know, and I think I can speak for the whole Angler Chronicles crew, that we do appreciate you. Absolutely. Okay, and that there is a reason for you to be there. And, and there was a purpose. Okay, I heard some stuff from, from you know, the highest-ranking official in the United States saying that there's no purpose. Well, let me tell you something. You tell somebody who lost a limb that there was no purpose of being there, that, that's wrong. And just want to let you know that we appreciate you. I love you, all my friends. And it's really sad when I had a conversation this week and and the guy's down. I mean, he goes, what was I there for? Why did I lose an arm over this? Why did I lose a pair of legs over this? And um, just know to all our veterans, we love you and we support you and we thank you. Okay? We may not necessarily agree with what the war is or what the issue is, but what we do agree is when you guys are called in, you go no matter what. You don't ask questions. And for that, I thank you because somebody has to do it. I appreciate it. You know, and, and those that served, they know what, I'm, what, what, what we're saying, and you guys know. I was, um, wasn't happy when I did it because I was drafted, but um, I served, okay? And I, 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 trust me, I, you know, I didn't want to be there, but you just had to do it. So anyway, thank you, veterans. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our all hearts. Okay, I said it. I'm sorry, Ben. You know I had to get political a little bit. That I, wasn't political. That was different. That was from the heart, so that, that was a little bit different. Okay, well. Yeah, the political is completely a different deal. We won't mm-hmm. go there. This show, this show is not for being a political uh, place to go through and give, you know, it basically you're just starting it. Let's talk about fun stuff. Let's talk about fishing. Yeah. We're here to educate you any way we can. We're here to learn from you. So call us and give us your stories. You know, you got questions, give us a call. But, you know, there's a difference between coming from the heart and politics. So onward with fishing. All right. I love it. Okay. Let's get started here. We usually start with the Freshwater Report. Andrew, you're in Havasu right now, right? Yep. I'm in Lake Havasu. Came out here for my birthday. Um, oh, by the way, happy yeah. birthday. Okay. Happy birthday awesome. to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Andrew. Happy birthday to you. Normally, when people have a birthday, they're uh, blessed, Ben, with a little bit of luck. <laughs> He did get lucky. He did get lucky on. He was on the Some Fun with us on uh, Wednesday. Oh, really? That's luck enough. And he he had he was lucky enough to catch an anchovy out of the bait, bait tank. <laughs> oh come on! Yeah, the handwell. He he's a got lot of he's got hand. skills. I know he's got he skills. Does. He was just having. A Let me know days. when you when you find out what they are. No, anyway. So um, happy birthday, Andrew. I think uh, did you join the forty club? Not yet, huh? No, I got five years to go. Oh, well, yeah. that that's another 10 feet on the totem pole. I heard he was in a private plane. He joined that high mile, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you no. like Havasu. Uh, what's been going on this week, bud? Uh, so this week we're going to go ahead and start at uh, Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh, again, on Thursday they came in with a full truckload of catfish. And since they stopped, I mean, the guys, whoever's going there spending the day, They've been doing very well on catfish. They're getting them on uh, cut baits, you know, soaking uh, like the Mac bites, soaked in the uh, the Cajun uh, bite-on sauce. 
Uh, that's typically the way is, uh, let's say they come in on Friday, they're throwing not very far. Saturday, they're going out a little bit farther. Sunday, a little bit farther. And by Monday, the fish are real spread out. So if, you know, if you're renting a boat, you know, you can get, you know, the ones that went to deeper. If you're, uh, you can still get them on shore. Um, what's cool is they're actually stocking all three lakes now. Um, they used to only just do the two, but they are, they are stocking the catfish lake on the top. And uh, anything over 15 pounds, uh, 15 pounds is a catch and release. Um, so the, the catfish bite has been doing very well over there. Excellent. Excellent. Now, uh, how big are the tilapia? You said you, they, they've been putting in some tilapia. Yeah, they've been putting tilapia every couple of weeks. Uh, they're about a pound to maybe about a pound and a half around there. So they're perfect eating size. Um, I mean, I personally don't, you know, don't like the taste of them, but I know oh. they're very popular as table fare. Yeah, you don't you don't even know when you're eating them half the time, brother. They're in all the all the restaurants. Uh huh. Yeah, they're they're mixed with pretty much everything. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. All right. So uh, let's see. Um, give me another lake. So from there, uh, we're gonna go. Uh, you know, let's go to our favorite lake. You know, Lake Elsinore. Uh, lake Elsinore. Um, the bite has been still just nonstop catfish. What's cool, you know, that, that what Jonathan said, you know, weeks ago was that, that what they're seeing is actually catfish being born in the lake. So that the, the fishing and, and you know, they're, all their stock program and everything is so successful that now they're basically making their own catfish. So it's like, you know, it's going to be nonstop fishing all year long. I know the, uh, the, the wiper, uh, they're still around that 12 to 14 inch range. I think the biggest I've seen was about 14 inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still too short. You know, they got to be the 18 inches. Um, when they did stock them, they stocked them as, you know, the little micros, little small fries. I think they were like two inches when they went in. So it's going to be a little bit of time. But, you know, once that happens, that lake, I mean, bass fishing's good. You know, everything, everything's going on right now that, that at Lake Elsinore. All right, well, I have a, I have a personal friend who told me he did not want to be named. Um, and when I said, where'd you catch him? He said, well, I've been fishing mid-lake, which right there is a lie. <laughs> All right. He was Lake Elsinore, and he's really putting, he's mopping up on the bass. And he and he said in the afternoon, he gets a little bit of a crankbait bite going. Uh, it's been really, really good on the bass. Uh, the, the bass he's catching, he says, uh, many are between three to five pounds. Okay. So that that's pretty good. Okay. And it's consistent. All right. So where's uh, a private lake? Three to five pounds is a really good Lake Elsinore, bro. Really? Really. Okay. And on the cranks. Okay. So uh, that's good. Now, this is a, a gentleman I know. I've known him for a lot of years. He fishes. He's, he's a local. He fishes the lake a lot. So he knows a lot of spots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it may be, you know, um, I'll just, I, I, I can't say it. So I got to uh, uh, try to explain it. Um, ben just gave me the Pinocchio sign with the nose. He, maybe he did exaggerate a little bit, but the bottom line is he does catch a lot of bass over at Lake Elsinore. All right, listen, we're going to take uh, the first short break. Here we come back. We'll finish up the uh, Freshwater Report with Andrew Mack. Um, good morning, Cliff. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, John and Dave. Good morning. We'll keep going. Mr. Parrish. Mr. Parrish. And then Angels Radio, AM830 KLIA. This is Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Far from enough time to spend with you. 
Angels Radio. AM 830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. Good morning. I already said that. This is segment two. <laughs> I guess I missed the whole first segment. Anyway, this is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA, Angler Chronicles, and uh, we are seeing in the USA. You like that one? Awesome. Awesome. Good. Good, good, good. All right. Um, let's go back to Andrew. Andrew, let's uh, finish up the freshwater report. All right. So uh, you did bring up the bass there at Lake Elsinore, um, and it's true. Bass fishing has been really good there. What do you mean it's true? Of of course what I tell you is true. (laughs) No, I know. I'm saying it's really good. But another lake that's been really, really good bass fishing has been Lake Paris lately. I've Mm -hmm. been talking to a few guys that have been out there. I did see a a a a nine-and-a-half-pounder was caught a couple days ago. I was actually talking to somebody on the boat uh, on our some fun trip, and mm-hmm. he was saying that he goes out there weekly, and you know the the, the bass have been in about six to ten foot of water uh, around structure, but uh, they're they're still biting. I mean, really good, um, as well as uh, a lot of bluegill, a lot of bluegill and panfish uh, they're getting right now. I know a uh, big fisherman's out there, and he's been getting them just about every other day, and they're uh, they're all in that pound range. So for a bluegill, that's that's a good size out there. Very good, very good. All right, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. That was Paris. Uh, let's see where else can you know what? Do me a favor. Um, what do you know about Big Bear? And there's a reason I'm asking you. Go ahead. Big Bear, Big Bear, right now has been just the trout. If you're trolling for trout, expect to catch five. And I say that I say that this time of year. You know, for the past couple years, it hasn't been like that. But right now, there's so many trout that are being caught and released. Um, you know, they, a lot of guys, they are getting them either with uh, using a lead core line 
uh, or just just trolling straight mono on the top. Uh, the, the, there is a lot of smaller fish that are being caught within like uh, maybe six to ten inches. Mm-hmm. Um, but every I would say about every couple fish or so, you're going to get a decent one in like that pound and a half, so maybe close to that two pound range. Um, but I mean, the the bass have been biting pretty good up there. Um, I've even heard of a couple crappie actually being taken um, over there, and of course, you know, the carp are everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, the, the the reason I, I ask you uh, or, or the reason I ask you that question is, and I don't want to take the thunder away from Danny, but um, this week we're going to show you on TV uh, our trip on the uh, at a Big Bear. Uh, Ron, we and myself and Tony went up there. And uh, Ron, it was it was besides the fact that it's a beautiful place to fish. We went in was it May? I think it was early in the season, mm-hmm. and we got everything. Yep. Well, we didn't get any catfish, okay, but we did get trout, smallmouth, and largemouth bass. Hey, Andrew, where did they say where they're trolling at? Uh, they're trolling closer to the dam by Perfect, the Red yeah. House, uh, by a Windy Point. Right. Right in there. That's the spot. That's where we yeah. caught our bigger fish at the end of the day, yeah. remember? Right we started on the other side over there by the tower. A big rock. Uh-huh. And um, uh, that, w- that was pretty good. Yeah. Good. I mean, they, were, they, were, they were smaller. They were, the bigger ones were over there in the afternoon where, uh, where Andrew was saying. And um, Ben, really good fishing for smallmouth and largemouth. Well, right. now's the time because no one pays attention to them. Yeah. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you get out there and you can have some fun with those things. But for those of you who haven't caught a really good smallmouth, you want to catch a smallmouth. They pull way hard, way harder than a largemouth, pound yeah. for pound. Well, you that's guys, the best. You guys really got into them there. So yeah, yeah, it, it was wide open and um, really, really close to shore. We're using uh, uh, creature baits. Um, you know, one of the most awesome baits is for those. And uh, excuse me for interrupting, but just a straight pea head with a grub get a three or five inch grub depending on what's going on and just straight grubs clear with uh clear with uh, black flake or smoke with silver flake um anything that resembles a shad those things crush it or little bluegills uh-huh. it's super fun yeah you know we haven't heard from steve yet steve uh, any tips you'd want to give for catching some of these small and largemouth bass over there at big bear well you know uh Light line is always a good idea. Uh, fish and smallmouth, even though, as Ben says, they really do pull hard, but all the lures that you're describing, and especially the ones that Ben just described, they don't fish well on heavy line. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're using monofilament, uh, probably six pound. And if you're, if you're using braid, you could probably go up to maybe 10. But uh, they, they are definitely light line finesse type presentations. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, and not not just there, but when you fish those type of baits, you'll want to make sure you fish them on light line, or, or they're just not going to work that well. Yeah, and it's true. And um, just um, pay attention. Go ahead. You know the thing that and Steve's like Steve's hit something is that I try to talk to people a lot, and they they don't get it, but line inhibits the action of lures. So if you're going to go through and use small baits and you have a heavier line like steve's saying like if you're using tube baits you want to use two to four pound test the heaviest i used was six pound test up there in pyramid when we're fishing up in pyramid for you know the smaller tube baits but uh the other thing to think about is if you're tying a straight knot onto the eye and it's a heavier line 
it will definitely inhibit it. So a lot of times you can tie a uni knot and instead of pulling down onto the hook, take the tag end and pull back on the tag end to create a loop. Once you hook a fish and start fighting a fish, if you pull hard, the knot will come down and cinch itself down onto the eye and then you still have the same solid, solid deal. But that's why you use ring hooks tuna fishing. A lot of guys don't understand that knots as well as the line will inhibit the action of a live bait or an artificial. Very good. And, you know, the same thing happens in saltwater. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so, all right. So, um, excellent, excellent, excellent. Big Bear, pay attention because um, we have, I know, the TV show this weekend, the whole week's going to be out. Um, Big Bear, so if you're thinking of going out there, you might want to. I'm thinking about it now. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think Big Bear, I mean, we had a blast. Okay, so. When did you go? Uh, about two years ago. Yeah, oh, okay. It was a year. Be- to, it was a be year before. Every year. It was the year before the you know, the big COVID. So it was the year before last. And we were supposed to go every year now. We were supposed to keep going every year, and uh, you know, COVID hit. And you know what? They took very good care of us. They they put us in these cabins, super. Yeah. We we had one that was two story, and Ron took the top story for himself, and we had two three rooms downstairs, full kitchen, full. Everything we had a jacuzzi. Was that Ron and Mac were upstairs? Because he said he had a he's all had, by myself, baby. <laughs> he was all, well, acor- according to him, he was all by himself. We don't know. Uh, and then we had a, a deck on, you know, and the, the 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 lake was right there, and there was a nice jacuzzi. Yeah. I'd love to I take my skiff get... up there. Taking my skiff up there, that that thing would just destroy that place. We'd yeah. have a good old time. Yeah, it's really good. I, I got lucky to fish with one of the local um, bass guys. He he actually guides on there, so he was. Helping. I mean, he took me right to the uh, the fish because, you know, Ron and Tony really like the trout fishing. I really like bass fishing. So they took the uh, pontoon. I took the the bass boat with him, and we went in there, and we crushed it. I mean, we crushed it. I mean, it was like he says, "Use this." Uh, I go, you know, you know me. I mean, if you got a guide on a lake, yeah. I don't question. What do you? What's okay? I'll use that. Second cast, I was on, and it was yeah. awesome. The other thing we saw was a lot of carp. Okay, and the carp were ready to get. They were ready to spawn. I hear they eat arrows. They were, they were like, uh, yeah, they they were like going absolutely crazy. Uh-huh. Okay, which was kind of cool to see. Those poor carp. Yeah, and uh, well, they don't get any respect, right, Steve? Uh, they don't get any respect from United States anglers. They get the most uh-huh. respect from anglers all over the rest of the world. Yeah, it's big in Europe. When I was in Europe, when I was with Shimano, there was a lot of stuff going on yeah. with that carp stuff. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna change their name from carp to Dangerfield. Quasan. I can't get no respect. Wow, jeez. <laughs> Those of you who, of course, Andrew doesn't fall into you. He's only he's only thirty five. He what? doesn't even know who anybody is. Oh God, no. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. You have to hair, you have hair in your chest yet, or not yet? Uh, a couple peach fuzz. Well, Ron, Ron would know. Ron, what do he say? What do you think? Oh gosh, <laughs> I didn't hear what what happened. <laughs> yeah, what has he a typical Ron? <laughs> all right, listen, it's all good. Um, so we covered a couple lakes here. Uh, Mountain Lakes. Did you go this week? Uh, I went uh, earlier in the week, and uh, they treated the water um, for the uh, algae. Oh, so killed it kind stuff. Of threw the bite off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Turned the water real blue, and uh, but yeah, it definitely affected the bite. Um, one more thing about Big Bear before we change uh, change lakes. Uh, they do have their Western Outdoor News uh, Trout Fest coming up October 2nd and 3rd of that weekend. So that's a big, big trout derby. 
One more thing to uh, touch base with on the freshwater, then we'll finish it up here. Uh, if was ever ready for the trout season here in Southern California, uh, I would say the official start would be uh, the first week in September, on September 4th. Lake Gregory uh, has their derby uh, set for September 4th. They're stocking 2,000 pounds of trout on that Friday. Hmm. Uh, the cost will be 20 bucks uh, to enter, plus you know now they charge parking. Um, and then there's also a separate fishing fee, um, I guess, up there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's here. It's ready to go. What are you hearing about Mammoth? Uh, Mammoth is doing very well up there in Virginia uh, at a Gold Lake, uh, uh, June, the June Lake loops up there. Several Lake has been producing. Um, a lot of bigger fish, surprisingly, a lot of bigger fish are starting to show, uh, but it's not a shore bite. It's more of like float tube. Or if you have a boat rental, the boat rental, um, the reason being, real, it's been real warm. The fish went to deeper water, but they're biting. They're just in, you know, the deeper stuff you can't reach from the shore. Excellent. All right, and I want to wish uh, Gary just uh, sent us a message. He said he's headed up to Big Bear on Monday through Thursday. And uh, thanks for the info. Yeah, just, um, Gary, check out the show this week. Premieres uh, Sunday morning at 8.30, and you'll get a lot of tips. Especially from Tony and Ron, um, and you'll see what we did with the bass as well. So, all right, good luck on that. All right, uh, circling around, I'm going to let you get back. I know this is a very special weekend; it's your birthday weekend, so I'm going to let you uh, cut out early, Andrew. Um, the only thing I want to, other thing I want to say w with you here is uh, your amazing catch on Wednesday. Um, uh, at the end of the day, we're coming back in, and you know I have to go through, and I said, you know. Andrew's there representing Angler Chronicles, and um, a picture. I did post a picture, not as a as, as a feature photo, but uh, check it out. That was a, a a mighty fine anchovy, brother. Anyway, oh yeah, happy birthday, Andrew. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, brother. All right, talk to you guys later. All right. Folks, we're we'll going to take a short break. Angels Radio, AM830, KLA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind-in-your-face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. In front Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. 
Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM830. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AM30, KLAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And uh, back in 1989, that's probably something Andrew Mack doesn't know anything about. <laughs> well, he's off, the, he's off the line. I can really go to town on him, Ben. Please, leave little Andy alone. Yeah. That's that's Ron's boy. Yeah, we'll call him Andy. Anyway, um, we mentioned Wednesday we went out at Dana Wharf. We had a really <sighs> cool school. And if you guys um, haven't joined us and you're thinking about joining us, just... Uh, wait until we explain this trip, and um, we always limited load our trips, okay? Uh, when Ryan and I started designing these uh, schools, one other thing I, I, I kept saying, when I want to go fishing, I want to go fishing by myself. So I, it, it, Ron, we were fighting if it was by ourselves. He goes, well, would you take me? I go, no, I want by myself. I want to go in the ocean, Odyssey, and I'm the only one on the boat, okay? And Ron goes, how about me? And no, because then I'm not the only one on the boat. <laughs> but... Um, we limited load. Well, Ron, what did we? How many people did we have? Nineteen. We had nineteen. Nineteen people. We actually had twenty, but One, some, some people somebody didn't make it last minute. So we limited load to twenty. We don't charge any more than the regular price. And how cool was that? It was um, awesome. I mean, there was plenty of room for everybody, and we had uh, quite a few guys with first, you know, first mm-hmm. yellow, first Dorado. Yeah. And so let, let, let's let's start up. I mean, I'll I'll just start up. I Man, I remember. I got to the boat, and Captain Brian Willie looked at me and said, you know, we've been catching a lot of sculpin and, and sand dabs, and, and the bass are not really biting too well. And I looked at him, he, uh, and he goes, you're limited load, huh? I go, I'm always limited load. And he goes, you want to go offshore? And I said, hold on. I turned around to the 19 people up on top of the ramp. I said, here's the deal, guys. You want to go sculpin or you want to go try offshore? Do or die. Everybody said, let's go offshore, and uh, thank God that we did. Yep. So, Ron, um, we, we went about uh, about 30 miles or so, somewhere around that range, and then we hit a couple patties. Tell me what happened. Well, our good friend, uh, I won't give his last names, but Brian, <laughs> he was the man. Uh, he threw his line in, and he was the first one. He hooked a yellowtail right away. And then uh, everybody's looking at him. Oh, Harry, we're, we're, they're here. They're here, you know. And everybody's getting all excited. And he gets But the, the, the one, he got one on the troll. Which is, here's yeah. the funny thing. And, you know, and it was his birthday, by the way. It was. His birthday. When somebody has the horseshoe, I've always said better lucky than good. Okay, this is what happened here. 
Now, nobody's watching the trollers, okay? And he's standing there, and the troller goes off. That was the Benita, I think, right? Right. You know, a nice Benita. He brings the Benita in, goes to his rod, puts a bait on, casts it out, and catches the first Dorado of the of the and the biggest Dorado on the boat. Okay, that's and you know what I really liked about him? He was about six inches, if you can imagine, shorter than me. Dude, we took a God, pic- four six. That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. But anyway, um, really good, Ron. Um, you know what was the count? Do you remember? Twenty-two yellow tail and negative. Uh, you're right. I don't remember. Sixteen and eight. That's right. Sixteen and eight. Sixteen yellow tail, eight Dorado, and a Bonita. Okay. That's awesome. I mean, for nineteen guys. I'll well, show no, them. no, in local waters catching Dorado. Come on, give me a break. Everybody but one person caught a fish. Wow. And, 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 and I question if you it was cry, just Ron or no. You were okay. No, Ron was on fire. <laughs> in fact, I had to hose him off. But no, uh, what? Uh, we had two people, and you know the sad thing? They were associated with Angler Chronicles. I don't go there. Leave it alone. Mia? Yeah. I had, I told you, don't, hey, go, don't there. go there. Don't Come talk on. about handoffs. We've all had None of that bad stuff. days. Hey, Willie, you're the man. I know you're listening. Thanks he was, for... He wasn't on the boat this time. He, he was one of the... Brian ones. wasn't? Oh, Brian. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I thought you said no, Willie. No, I'm saying well, Willie. Thank you, because oh, Willie. Willie, Willie gets he gets you on fish. Thanks to Willie, I caught some big fish this year. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Willie. Very cool, very good. So no, we had a, a really good time, Ron. Um, and anybody, how do how do they, how do people? Because they all ask, you know, how do we get on your trips? How do we know? Why don't you tell them? Well, you can go to our website and pick out a trip that we have. AnglerChronicles.com. Go to the uh, schools page, click on it, look for any one of the trips on there. Make the phone call. You can either call me if the number's in red at 714-969-9750. Or you can call the one that says call the landing and you know, the book it. Now, remember, the ones in red, we guarantee that we're going to limit the load. And on the other ones, it's the landing has said that we, they will limit it. And they have at certain, you know, at certain not, landings. Not, not, yeah, not as good as ours. But, but, um, yeah. but not as low as ours. We take 20, 25 max. And it's just... Um, you know, just what a way to go out there and learn how to fish. And, you know, Steve also, you know, you can always uh, give that one-on-one uh, out there. You know, it it's really nice to work with somebody one-on-one. Give them that expertise and that experience and so that they feel comfortable fighting the rail. I mean, because, you know, we know how fishermen are. Boy, when they've gone on a fish, they get out of my way. And it intimidates a lot of new people. I see a lot of new people standing on the, uh, you know, on the sides of the boat, on you know, the port or the starboard side, and, and because they're afraid to go to the stern if there's a bite back there, and they're afraid. But and they they learn from us, and they get a little better well, at it, and they feel more comfortable. Well, we got Steve is the director of the Penn Fishing University. Right. So you're the director of the Angler Fishing Schools. We got Ben. You got me here. <laughs> what I what I let's just talk about that um, aggression. The word is aggression. You need to be aggressive um, on the rail, uh, but aggressive as far as getting your bait, getting it out there. Be aggressive with the fish, okay? Uh, you definitely want to get in a good position, but being aggressive with your fellow anglers, that doesn't work, okay? Right. Um, we always say communicate. Unfortunately, sometimes when you're on a fish, your adrenaline is pumping. The tone may not come out good. That's on the rest of us that may not be on a fish to interpret that. 
Um, just certain rules, and if we all follow them, it makes for a very good day. Follow your line, and everybody will be happy. Right, and if somebody's coming down with a fish, always know that the fish has priority. And all you have to do, you take two or three steps backwards, lift up your rod, yeah. and the guy if just go right underneath you. Okay, if he's out, then you just get get to the rail, bend over a little, let him go over you. Work together, communicate, and that's what we had on Wednesday. Everybody communicated. Yeah, we and, did good. Yeah. In fact, even Brian said, he goes, God, we didn't have the casualty rate we've been having. And, and Dude, did you see what happened to me, though? It I was awesome. It was Three for three, I'm setting the hook. Did you say the word I, or were you talking about Ron? No, no, this is me. Oh, okay, this is yeah, me. that's what I thought. I mean, I was I, I was trying the new inshore rod, the, the fishing syndicate, the uh, 800L. The inshore version, and um, I wanted to get the feel. Unbelievable, unbelievable bend on that, and um, it, it was great. It was just simply great. So let me go. Let Leilani go ahead and um, and activate that. Okay, so we're getting here. This is a perfect timing on this. But anyway, um, oh, okay. You know what? Let me go to Willie. <laughs> like Willie, Willie. Like Willie, Willie. Good morning, Willie. Hey, what's up, guys? Wooly up here, Dan Work. Ah, I thought he was talking about Willie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it on purpose. There's your Ben. Go ahead and talk to Ben. <coughs> what's up, Wooly? What's up, Ben? How are you? Oh, good. I just got back, and these guys pulled me in here for a day. I'm usually sleeping on Saturdays now. I love it. Nice. <laughs> you catching nice. some? Uh, yeah, we've had a good week. You know, we had the boys out this week. We had a good time. Oh my God! I was I, we we were talking about that right now. It's just it's been simply uh, just a godsend. I remember looking at you at the top of the rail. Can we go? We, we and you just took it out there and and we hung out, you know, yeah. after hours even. And I want to thank you. Your crew was amazing, Captain. Okay. You rocked it, baby. You yeah. did a good job as always. You know, you always do a yep. good job for us, and um, it was a lot of fun. It was, I mean, on, think about it—a three-quarter day. You get 16 yellowtail, 8 dorado, yeah. and a bonita. Uh, give me a break. I mean, that's, that's pretty that's awesome. That's pretty good fishing. Okay. And it was all, all Brian. And I'll tell you, I accounted for at least three, you know, casualties. I mean, I, it, I the fish would, would go. I'd go to set the hook and bust them. Well, I was using huh. a very light line. At least you didn't deal with seals like me and right. Willie used to deal with in the day. Uh-huh. Remember that? <laughs> right. yeah. So, uh, you know, since right. I've got you, since I got you on, uh, tell me about what's been going on. So, uh, you know, locally, the, the bass fish, and I'll touch on that real quick, that stuff's been kind of touchy. You know, we had a big swell push on the beach this week. So it, it did push some warmer water onto the beach, which is nice because our water has been kind of on the funky side. 66 to 68 is kind of what it was, but we're, we're seeing that 70 to 71 water now finally. Ooh. So that's kind of perked up perked up the bass fish, and, yeah, that, that push out of the south certainly helped. So we've been kind of doing some of that on our half day, a little bit of that on our three-quarter day three-quarter day has been kind of in a tricky spot you know with some of that fish relatively close off the beach and then the bass fish is starting to perk up on the beach you know you just have to kind of read your group and figure out where you're going to put the boat that day you know what i mean so mm -hmm. that's been kind of the, the hard part for us do we, do we spend the whole day offshore or do we go out and look there has been some tuna close to some of that yellowfin has been on the beach in the mornings too and some of that mm -hmm. bait at like five to seven miles so that's certainly in our range too. So that that's been more more show than go though for sure. That's that's been hard to catch. And then you know we had a good stretch of that bluefin this week too, which wasn't too far. You know between uh, our harbor and the island there. 
yeah. get shots at that stuff during the week too. So you know, we're we're all over the place. We have yeah. both. Yeah, so so for, for, for the anger that's going to go out of Dana Wharf, I, I want you to pay attention to what Captain Brian, and I didn't introduce him correctly, Captain Brian Woolley. Okay, you're usually on the Sun Fun, right? That's his boat. Always on the Sun Fun. Always on the yeah. Sun Fun. Yeah. Uh, Three-quarter day, and, but pay attention to what he said, okay? When you go offshore, uh, I want you guys to understand because I hear it afterwards. When you go offshore, it's like rolling the dice at, in Vegas, Okay. You just don't know. You guys don't realize how hard it is to find the kelp, okay, out there. It's like a needle in a haystack. Okay, you can't meter a kelp. Can you? No. No. All right, so. No. No. So, you, you, I mean, he had the guys up on top, binoculars. Yeah. I want you guys, when you, next time you're on a boat, pay attention to what the crew's doing when you when they're looking, okay? Everybody's in, in high alert. I mean, we had no galley guy. Even the galley guy, he had him up there looking. And that's what you want because you're looking, you're searching. We're hunting, okay, bottom line. And be prepared. It's all or nothing. A lot of times you go out, you search a lot of, you cover a lot of ground, you come home empty-handed. Other times you get lucky like we did, found two great kelps. I mean, two, it was pretty much two kelps, right, for us? Yeah. Yeah, we had a, a couple, couple kelp. Well, that one, that one kelp. Yeah, that one kelp was what? Three strings to it. <laughs> oh, that's normal. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was amazing. That's how it's been the last few days too. Any little leaf of kelp out there that fish on it. We stopped on one yesterday that you know was like the size of an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper, and you know we caught you know ten dorado on it. So it's just it doesn't matter that stuff. You just gotta you gotta look. And I, you talked to a good point there, you know, Sergio. Like I always tell our guys, when we get out like seven or eight miles and we're we're out of that intercoastal zone and we're out there, we're looking, we're fishing. You know, just because your line's not in the water doesn't mean you're not fishing. So that's yeah. what I try to reiterate to those guys. You know, when you're offshore, that's just the whole program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of our listeners that don't have boats, um, they really haven't, they don't know what you go through. You know, the guys that have their private boats, they understand because they're the ones doing the hunting. Okay. Um, and, and all I say is uh, take, take a moment and pay attention. Just look around the boat. Look what the crew's doing. And that's how you can tell a good boat from a bad boat. Okay? And you'll have the captain, the deckhands, all in sync, all for one purpose. And get you on a fish. We're trying to Because f- you're trying to find something, either a foamer or a, or a right. string or whatever. And, and, and I actually paid attention. I watched it, and I go, wow. Okay, um, I've always said this, and I hope I don't get in trouble with other landings, but one of the, 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 the highest level of professionalism I see at Dana Wharf. I mean, you guys always wear your shirts. You're always with the correct shirt, you know, representing your boat or representing your landing. A lot of those little, it's just little details. Now, remember, I was, uh, I mean, I've always had management jobs, so I, I look at those things, okay? And, and it was like, hmm. Always extremely professional, extremely courteous, okay? Extremely uh, thankful that you're even out there fishing with them, you know? And so listeners, pay attention. Uh, the nicer you are, the nicer the, the deckhands will be to you, the nicer the captain will be to you. Okay, it's reciprocal. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, the one thing, though, that, that um, you know, Willie would tell you, too, but, again, like you guys were just talking about, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to go inshore and – play with some bottom dwellers we're going to go offshore 
better make sure that you have something to do both. So sometimes Willie will make uh, he'll make right. that decision when he hears like like the perfect deal is remember Will's well, it was a few weeks ago and I either called you or you threw me something and you just said dude you better get out of here you better get down here now it happens on the turn so we don't know if it's going to be one thing or the other everything can turn around and the other thing is with those fish so close to the beach they can show their face and if you're not prepared with the right at least a 50 or 65 braid reel you, you can have a problem all right. Listen, no, I can hear the uh, – Brian, I've got the uh, music coming in. Are you on the boat? I'm, I'm off this morning. I got some trips. Oh, okay. Then I'll tell you what. Let me, let, me, let me put you on hold for a second. Let me go to commercial, and I'll see you on the other side oh. in two minutes, okay? All right, everybody. All right, Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA, the Zangler Chronicles. We're right back with Captain Brian Woolley from Dana Worth Sportfishing. Radio. AM 830. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio AMA 30 Oh well, Okay, well welcome to, Yeah, welcome back to Angels Radio AMA 30 KLA Zanger Chronicles we're listening to a little bit of the Beatles Okay, and uh, now it's Captain Brian Woolley yeah. with Dana Worth Sport Fishing. So, uh, good thing you got the day off. Okay. Get back to the tackle well, with Woolley. I'm ready a couple. I'll be down on the boat later this morning. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I get to sleep in here a little bit. Talk oh, about yeah. tackle, Woolley. Tackle, all right. So, like you guys touched on, 65 pound, uh, pound braid on like a 400 size reel is probably a good call for your 400 size reel. Uh, matching rod, and then what's cool about that is you can dial your, uh, you know, your top shot or your uh, fluorocarbon in from there, and kind of make those adjustments like Ben was talking about. 
So come with a good assortment of fluorocarbon. If you're fishing offshore, I'd say anything from like 15 to probably 60 pounds. We'll have you covered. A couple spools of that. Appropriate hook sizes. Hard to tell you the hook size until we see our bait in the morning. You know, that's always a lot of times people ask the first thing they ask is what size hook. And we got to tell them, hey, you know, we got to load our bait first to figure that out. Brian, let me stop you right there because we were at the bait receiver. Okay. We hadn't loaded Uh a single scoop yet. And these guys were kind of, oh, give me a 3 give me a 4 go, Why such a big hook? And I go, you know, if anything, we're going offshore. These things are finicky. They want a smaller hook. But I go, oh, I go you don't even know what bait we're loading. And actually, you had, we had choice here. You could get an anchovy or you could do a sardine, okay? In fact, you had some Minimax in there, too. I fished the first. Oh, I would die for those right now. Dude, I fished, <laughs> I, I fished a greenback probably the first 10 casts. Dorado love those things. And they were the size of a sardine. It was yeah. the perfect yeah. size. You know, you don't lose any of the scales. They, they, and if you pin them on right, it was perfect. But, you know, hook make plays a big part. And you just got to wait it out. And, mm-hmm. and don't think because you have a small bait, it was not going to work. Back in the day when we used to go offshore for uh, albacore, I remember we would get just pinheads, and you go with a number six or four hook, okay, and put three or four pinheads on there. You'd put a little slider sometimes, okay, just so you could cast it out a little bit. You got bitches. But, but what about last year when Ron and I are fishing fours and twos and catching fifty and sixty pound bluefin because yeah. they wouldn't need anything else. Right. So yeah. so so pay attention. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, they, that was yeah. that happened yeah. too. I just went down to I went to a one and a two. So and it worked just fine. You know? yeah. And and we also dropped down to lighter line. And sometimes that's what you have to do. You okay. got to be prepared. Everybody, everybody, and Brian, stay on. I've got Captain Rick. I'm assuming this is Captain Rick Scott. Okay. Rick, is that you? Very bad service this morning. Let's see what happens here. Okay. And the reason I went to Captain Rick Scott of the Ocean Odyssey, by the way, is because I know he's on the boat. He's on the set phone. Uh, Rick, really bad reception. Where are you? Out of, out of, he's out of distance. There you go. There you are. Where are you, Rick? Uh, we went south last night. We're going to have fish kelps today. I asked them if they wanted to do it. Well, I'll try to catch some Dorado. So we're uh, going to try to catch some Dorado today. Excellent. Yeah, you're coming in really, really shoddy. But um, if I heard you right, you're going after Dorado today. You're going to be doing some kelp. Uh, I heard there's some yellow telling the kelp, even some yellowfin. You're down south, so the chances of yellowfin are really good. Um, I, I saw that you just got in yesterday with a full load of uh, yellowtail and Dorado, that's kind of cool. The yellowtail are getting a little bit bigger. They're not those little five uh, to eight pounders. Now they're getting into some size here. Dorado, and this, uh, let me beg everybody. I saw a Dorado, that's not, and I actually had a pull rank on, on Wednesday's trip. There was one Dorado that was probably 12 inches to 18 inches long. And I told the guys, I told the guy, I'll give you one of my fish, let that one go. Dorado grow really, really fast. So we have a potential for these fish to get to a, a nice size to fight within a year, year and a half. So the fastest growing, uh, my understanding, Steve Carson, you go ahead and, and cover me on this one. Uh, the fastest growing fish, I believe, is a Dorado. Milt Shedd had one in SeaWorld, and I'm telling you, he put it in and it was tiny, and by the end of the summer it was huge just by feeding it regularly. There you go. There you go. Yep, that, that's exactly correct. <clears throat> Excellent. All right, Rick. So uh, I know you're on the sad phone. What's that? Last trip. 
we fish offshore and uh, fish the bay and uh, caught uh, some bluefin. We have to go in it. All right, Rick. Yeah, Rick, we've got a really, really bad connection, so go do your thing, brother. We're going to see you in about two weeks, Ron. Yep. Okay, we're going to be there for our two-and-a-half day. You go. In other words, go warm up the fish for us. We're coming. Even Ben's going to be on that boat, so we're going to put a whammy on it. And um, that was Rick Scott of the Ocean Odyssey out of H&M Landing. Okay. Let me, let me give out um, other dates. Are we yeah, full? Well, we, we still have spots open on our October trip. Okay. Um, so there's a couple of days, and that is uh, you call the landing, and I will give out that phone number in just a minute. All right. Let me get back to Captain Brian Woolley. So, uh, Brian, um, I like uh, Ben's question about tackle, okay? We talked about, you know, having a good selection of fluorocarbon. Um, I would say, you know, have anything from... 20 to well, he just, 60. Yeah, he said 15 to 60 is what or, he just said earlier. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, Willie, like, talk to him about ring hooks, Willie, a little bit, and talk to him about length of rods. Those are two things that uh, people don't seem to really understand what's going on, and you see it every day. Right. Well, two different deals with your rods. Obviously, you want something that you can, you know, cast and get a bait out away from the boat fairly far with, and then, uh, you know, something that has a little bit of pull and backbone to it. Something eight foot, you know, medium taper would be perfect for uh, what we're fishing right now as far as that yellowstone, that, that Dorado on a kelp. With that, uh, some of this tuna that's been in our zone as well, something a little beefier. You know, you could get away with an eight foot rod, maybe like more of a medium, medium heavy kind of action would be would be perfect for that kind of stuff. And then as far as those hooks goes, you know, it can go both ways. Guys like the ring hooks for that little extra action. Uh, you can also tie, you know, your knot a little differently if you wanted that that same effect with, uh, you know, a ring on it. You could tie that perfection loop or something like that on, on your hooks. But just come with the right hooks, you know. Yellowtail fishing and Dorado fishing on those kettles, I'm telling you, those circle hooks are the way to go. Those things are the way to go. Um, if I had my way, you know, I'd tie one on every single person's rod and let them, you know, just... God. It takes all the guessing out of it. You know, you you get bit, put the reel in gear, and just kind of lift the rod and let it load up. That, that's like, that's resounding to me in the sense that I would never think you would ever say that. I thought you would say J-hook. You know? No, that's that's like pretty cool. That's I still have that old mentality, Willie, about well, running you know, around. Here's, here's my problem. You know, uh, and some of us <clears throat> older guys, at least me, stubborn guys, I just can't do it. Um, I'll put a circle hook. When I know the fish are over 100 pounds, I, there's just something that yeah. I have tried not to set the hook, but it's just a natural reaction. Just got to wind. Yeah, but I I, yeah. I, I instantly want to set the hook, and when I do, you knock But you know what? A lot of times is people right. point the rod at the fish instead of pulling the rod up and putting a bend in the rod when they're winding. Mm-hmm. And I, do, I, was, I was doing that for the longest time, and I hated circle hooks, but once I figured out, like fishing in Port of Art a lot, you just start winding and you pull back on the rod and put a bend in the rod, that will give you the hook set. If you're pointing the rod at a fish, you should never point the rod at a fish <clears> and have nothing rolling with the rod. We saw it last week. Right. Right, and um, I think that the other good thing about those circle hooks too is, I mean, when you're fighting, like let's just take those bluefins for example, right? Mm-hmm. How many times have you gotten chewed off once that fish is straight up and down in uh, the, yeah. of the boat? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Right, and the boat's rocking. You know, you just eliminate that element almost completely when you have that circle hook going. So it's, you know, it's their own for sure, like Sergio said. But you know, like I said, when we're out there fishing, if I have them, I can get them on our our guys, especially some of our rental gear. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way to go. 
So I would say for any any of these offshore trips, um, if you're a minimalist, all you need is line and a hook. That's all you really need. Okay, bait is provided to you on these boats. You want to add a little bit something, maybe some of the smaller mega bait size yeah. or um, cold snipers. Um, right now, I saw a couple of things. This uh, actually on Thursday, I would highly recommend uh, stay away the hundred gram size see if you can find those 42s and 60s the smaller the, the these fish are on smaller baits the only thing that you guys got to do and i know you don't think about it you go oh the, it's brand new yeah but the, the hook thickness on those treble hooks is not what what you it, it's not you don't want to give it to a dorado or a yellowtail or a spartuna they will straighten those things out Okay, so um, you definitely don't want to do that. Yeah, but the thing, the thing with a lot of those hooks that come on those little mega baits right now is that the hook, the treble that's on there, I, don't, I mean, I don't know who picks the size, and it looks great on the bait, but if you're going to go fish, you want the next size up normally. When I look at that stuff, it's too small. Well, for this, salt water, yeah. you know, go with the, um, the ST66, okay? If anything... Uh, you go out fishing with one of these things one time. You the next time you go, you they're already rusted. That's the one one yeah. good thing you get from these. So, but the single hooks were working good too. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Wooly, thanks a lot for everything. Always thanks for everything you do for me, man. I appreciate all the uh, the friendship, the support over the years. If you need tackle, you know where to come. But uh, you taught right me on. a lot, and I appreciate it. Okay, don't tell Pika right that, on. but I think Brian, you're a favorite. Don't tell Pika though. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, Brian, again, thank you so much for all you do for all our schools. We've been fishing with you guys with Angler Chronicles for seven years, and all seven years have been a pleasure. Thank okay. you, sir. Awesome. Uh, well, we enjoy the relationship. It's good to see you guys. I'm glad we, uh, you know, we had a shot of some fish, so thanks for the time this morning. Oh, uh, Thank you, brother. All right. That was Captain Brian Woolley, not Willie. We Willie is an affectionate name, from Dana Wharf Sport Fishing. He's on the Sum Fun um great group great landing ron uh one of your favorites yeah it, one of my favorite we got another trip on 929 on the sun fun with brian so oh we got another one we got another one excellent hey you should put that in your calendar there benny maybe you come up with us and yeah we go fish with brian i love brian all right we're going to take a short break here this is angels radio ama 30 KLA, and we'll come around the top we'll talk to mr jackson the sheriff himself all right guys go get another cup of coffee we'll be right back When the game starts, the betting doesn't stop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Live betting is fast-paced and gives you a chance to pick up some value as the game unfolds. Whether you're looking to find plus money opportunities, hedge your bets, or invest more in your favorites, live betting at Bet Rivers delivers an exciting sports betting experience. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed. And in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Sometimes the world can seem a cold place. So we gotta bring the warmth to it. Sometimes the world can seem a broken place. So we gotta strive to fix it. At the end of the day, we are empowered to create the world we want to live in. So we prepare for the worst. But we must always... Always expect the best. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. Angels Radio AMA 30. 
KAA, Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire, where Angels baseball lives. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners, or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And if you've been listening to Angler Chronicles for even one show, you know that when this song comes on, only one thing that can happen. That means the sheriff is coming on. And I heard he's going to challenge Otani. Um, he wants to pitch for the Angels, but I, I've always said he's more of a hitter. Okay? Um, he got lessons from Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle. So uh, he's good. Ladies, without further ado, stepping up to the plate, Mr. Danny Jackson. Good morning, sir. Hey, well, good morning. Uh, Do you like that, me dating you and telling you that Babe Ruth was teaching you how to, how to bat? That was oh, disrespectful. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Why? No, yeah. that's quite Listen, all right. Danny, Steve, and Ron, I can include him in the mix, they were on a boat when they invented water. Wow. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. that was a while ago. They were, yeah. they were trolling on Noah's Ark. I remember that. I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, are you going to put up with that? Well, you know, the uh, payback can come at any time. Well, it's those tiny shoes that are really That's what I was going to say. It is my payback to you guys because when the cat's away, (laughs) the mice will play. You had no idea that Sergio would have his computer on last Saturday. You know, the first three segments, I let them go, and I'm hearing this, and the first thing Ron says, Ben, and the the first thing in the morning says, well, I'm going to try to fill those little shoes of his. Okay, and then I heard a couple of things, gaffes here, and I, I just wrote them all down. I had a piece of paper, wrote yeah. them down, and then when I got on in the third segment, he goes, oh, yeah, there's, and I, you know, he figured out who Billy Joe Bob Jr. was, so I came on the show and started, and I go, oh, by the way, oh, my God, the laughter was big because they know they got caught, okay? I tried to call, but Ben said he was not getting up. Right, Ben? Right, dude. I walked down the stairs, and you were still talking to him, and I was oh, yeah. just like... Uh, I was outside. You had my headphones on, and uh, well, yeah, it was all good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Danny Jackson, good morning, sir. Well, good morning, uh, Sergio. And you know what? Um, yeah, about uh, Babe Ruth and all that and Otani, I I, uh, I don't take offense to that at all. The thing about Otani, you know, we need more like that. You know, Otani's be- become a one-man band here. You know, he's been trying to do it all, but the Angels need a lot more help than, than one guy there. Well, they're even anyway, talking about him for the Cy Young Award now. Oh, you know what? I, I'm sure he's in line for that. What is it, two, 2.79 ERA, yeah. something like that. Anyway, it's crazy. Um, yeah, Sergio, I'm just glad to, to see you back in, in studio. You know, you, you've done a lot of fishing this last week. I'm just writing the things down. Well, here. this week, I mean, got- think about this week. Um, I've... I, Personally, I'm sure Ben's been pretty close to this, too. We went from yellow eye, uh, Pacific halibut, making it the, the, the difference, uh, salmon, to 
Yellowtail, Dorado, to big sand bass, lingcod, rockfish, and even seeing some foamers that didn't bite on me. But anyway, um, yeah, it's yeah, been crazy. Well, I, All in one week. I was just going to say, in one week, you, you get back from Ketchikan and the Sun Fun and Freedom Boat Club, so you've done a lot of fishing. Well, good for you. Oh, and I'm on it tomorrow. Tomorrow is Rhonda's birthday, and I said to her, you know, we've married 35 years, and I go, honey, what do you want for your birthday? She goes, I want you to take me fishing. And I just smiled. Oh, man, good, good for you. Yeah, so we good are, for you, Sergio. the two of us are going to go out, and she goes, I'll prepare a nice picnic lunch, and we'll go, and I go, she wants to go chase the tuna. I said, you realize, and she goes, let's go tuna fishing, which is rare. She always wants to go bass fishing. She goes, she wants to go tuna fishing, look for patties. So that's what we'll probably do. I saw that you were out on the Freedom Boat Club as well with your son. Yeah, you know, I, I was. I've got to tell you, uh, when we stopped at Nacho's Barge yesterday morning, mm -hmm. of course, we had some great sardines from Nacho. And, and you'll never guess who was right behind us. We had a little chat. Uh, our, our Angler Chronicles friend, Roy, Roy Fukushima, oh. and, his, and, his, and his buddies there. And we, we had a nice little chat. And um, it turns out, I guess, uh, Roy went to SBI, and uh, Corby and I went to uh, Catalina. Just, just a quick trip. We, we, didn't, we only fished the front side. Had a lot of calicos in Bonita. Had a great day. The, and, you know, you were talking about the kelps. Well, we thought we, thought we were in because about six miles short of uh, the island, mm -hmm. uh, we found a huge kelp loaded with birds. We knew we were in, but we were not. <laughs> And, well, okay, uh, so so let, let, me, let me give, okay, perfect time for a tip for you guys, okay? If you're in this Orange County area and you're heading to the island and you're looking for a kelp, if it's a big, huge one, it's almost certain that one of the party boats already hit it and hit it hard. You're going to yeah. have to, if you're on a smaller boat, I would look for something a little bit smaller. Better. Yeah, but the other thing you got to realize, too, is that a lot of times everything, everybody thinks the fish are right on the kelp, and especially Dorado. They'll go through and swing quadrants around things. So you might not see those fish directly on the kelp when you pull up to it, but the smart thing to do is drive all the way around it because I've seen Dorado, I mean, literally tons of Dorado on a kelp, then they're gone, and you sit on the kelp, and then they come back, and then they're gone. Same with the tuna. Back. The tuna are not yeah. really on it. Well, the yellowtail like to be right on if it. There's, if there's, like, if there's <laughs> bait below, that's what holds the tuna. The tuna are down below sitting on some bait somewhere down there. But like you said, with, with the yellow, those yellows are like puppy dogs. They're going to look at you, but the Dorado, a lot of times, they're they're on it or they're not. But you should still just sit around and meter around it. You know that's what the guys do and on the don't boats. Don't get too close. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, that's what that's what Brian did on the sun bun. He, he circled, and then he set himself up to where he ended up drifting by it. Yeah. It, 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 it's fire. hard. It's hard to teach people that because yeah. the first thing, the other thing is, I see people really disrespectful. If it's a small kelp, and a guy's on it, stay away. You yeah. know, and there are so many interesting people out there that try to come on you like that. And it's the same thing with foamers. Don't run over the foamer. <laughs> go, you know, go downwind of the foamer or the direction that it's not moving and stay away from it so you can catch a fish or two. Yeah, that's the key right there. And you got to get to them as fast as you can because they will sink out. Um, well, Sergio, what, yeah. Sergio let, let me say this I mean. Uh, you know, I was with Corby, and if there's anybody that knows how to fish kelp, it's Corby. He's done that all his life. And, uh, it, it, yeah, it was huge, but what, do you, what are we going to do? Say, well, you know, a, 
a party boat's already hit that. We'll keep on. Oh going. no, 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 no. What I what I was talking about is your level of expectation when you said, yeah. "Oh, we're in the." Oh mind. yeah. No, yeah. you got to try it, of course. Yeah. But I mean, but that's just, my point. My point is. You could go on there and see nothing, and five minutes later, it could be full again. You just yeah, don't know. That is true. That is true. Yeah, so. and, and we did spend some time, and we 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 were we didn't just jump right on it. You know, Corby knows better than that. But mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, that, those are good tips for private boaters. Very good. Anyway, we we did have a good show of yellows early uh, there at Gallagher's and a couple other places, and but they just didn't bite. They were nice fish. They weren't a little five pounder. They were probably fifteen twenty. But anyway. We made up for it with bass and, and uh, Benita. We had a good day. So, um, anyway, I'm glad to see you back, Sergio. I mean, uh, you've, you've just been very busy, and it'll close, continue right on through September. I know we've got uh, more programs to shoot. Uh, we've got a lot of them in the can that John's working on now, and I'll be putting the finishing touches on them. So Let me ask a you a question. Did, sure. you get, did you get a chance to see that footage of the whale? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. That, Did I tell you, wait you know till what? the end. <laughs> no, that, that, let me tell you, John is awesome. I mean, that's Nat Geo stuff there, uh, Sergio. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that, that really is. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to help work on all of those episodes, especially Alaska. I love Alaska, you know that. And, uh, but anyways, uh, if, if, if it's time now, let me get to tomorrow's show, Sergio. Go for it. Uh, uh, of course, at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, you'll get one last look at River of, River of Dreams with uh, Brant, and uh, that's a great episode in itself from Southwest Oregon. Then at 8.30, Big Bear Lake, you guys were talking about it earlier. You know, I just want to say this, you know, of course, there's a lot of things to see and do in, in Big Bear. In, in addition to the, uh, the great fishing, you know, you guys uh, in this episode tomorrow, you show a lot of things to see and do, and... and uh, you guys stopped at Grizzly Manor Cafe, you know. Well, I, I produced a couple episodes of Big Bear with Ronnie back in the day, and we never missed Grizzly Manor with those giant pancakes. I'm glad John put that that in the episode because that that's uh, it's worth stopping there. But anyway, uh, then you said you had a, a listener, or I I heard a listener. Uh, you you mentioned, I guess. No, uh, anyway, does you've got a listener going to Big Bear next week, mm-hmm. and. Uh, this episode is, for, is really especially for people that are going because the tutorials, that were not, not only for trout, you guys did a great job of, of the largemouth bass and the smallmouth uh, on where and how to catch these fish. So it's worth that, that, that to watch the episode. In addition to other things, uh, you know, there's a lot of sports that goes on in, in Big Bear. So that's on tomorrow morning. Starts at 8.30. We'll run five times on Valley Sports West and also what used to be Prime Ticket is now called Valley Sports SoCal HD. So we're on five times this next week as usual. Yeah, it was a great episode. We're very well filmed and uh, we really enjoyed it. In fact, uh, on the way home, um, Ron, you and I stopped in a few places. It was so beautiful. I said, you know, I normally do this, but let's just stop. We took a couple selfies and it was really cool. Really, really cool. I'm sorry, Ben. I, I was with Ron that day. Okay, don't get jelly, babe. All right. So anyway, um, Danny it was really good. Let me let me take you yeah. back. Um, you said you had some really good calico bass fishing. You saw some very good uh, yellowtail. Um, did you happen to get a reading on temperature going across? What's yeah, your highest was, temperature? 
it's uh, 70.5 was the highest we found. At that KP, it was almost 71 degrees there, but, but okay. nothing higher than that. Well, are you ready for this? On Thursday when I went out, the day before now, I, I, didn't, I didn't go to the island. I was, I was closer to home than the island when I started to look for patties. I found 71 degrees at the 14-mile bank and then kind of went out a little bit, hit 72, and started working my way towards Long Beach. Found 75, Jackson. Yeah, I, I heard you say that, Sergio. That, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, and that's I mean, where. That's, and I found two foamers. These fish were 15 to 20 pounds. They, they were coming out of the water. They were little guys. Uh, got me excited because those are little guys. You know, they're... they're Yellowfin. Was it? You think it was yellowfin? Yeah, for sure. I couldn't tell. It was just too far for me to look at it. But yeah, been a lot um, of those. Two of those foamers, really close to home. Hey, Jackson, um, you want to hang and talk tuna, or you want to go? No, I'll just hang up and I'll listen to you guys. I enjoy the show. Okay, I'm sure. As well, so I'll you. give you a call during the weekend. Okay. You bet. Okay. You guys take care. Have a great weekend. All right, Angels Radio AMA thirty KLAA. We'll right back. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Why settle for one boat when you can have access to nearly 20 in Huntington Beach and San Diego? With a Freedom Boat Club membership, enjoy fishing, water sports, and exploring local waterways aboard late model boats from top brands. Call 888-781-7363 today to learn about our one-time entry fee, low monthly membership dues, and three free months when you join the club. That's 888-781-7363 or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio. AMA 30. All right, let's take uh, care of business here. There's Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. There's Angler Chronicles. You like how I did that, Ron? Yeah, it was really good. Take care of business. Okay. Well, Carson, you've been kind of quiet. Um, and I'm, I'm, my bad. My bad. I haven't gone to you. Uh, I you're just did want to add one thing to an, early, to an earlier conversation. Mm -hmm. Didn't want to step on the great information that was going out, but I had a great illustration regarding circle hooks and who should use them and maybe who shouldn't use them. That's a that's a that's great a, point. You have to look in the mirror and know yourself. But it, this was a, a couple of years ago. I was fishing at a, a private lake loaded with bass where if you were going to use live minnows, was pretty good fishing you had to use circle hooks because they didn't want the uh you know the bass to be used to be hooked deep with a j-hook so it so happened i was with a pretty well-known pro bass angler who will not be named mm -hmm. and an eight-year-old kid who had literally never fished before and uh, i kind of left the uh the the bass the pro bass angler to it to himself 
and I was helping a kid, and he had a very basic rig. He had a, a you know a spin cast push button reel, and a bobber, you know, with the minnow about about four feet under it, just as simple as could be. And uh, again, everybody was using circle hooks. And I told the kid, I said, in fact, I actually cast it out for him, so it got out a little further. I said, watch the bobber, and when you see the bobber go under, count to five, and then reel in. And so I made it very simple for him. And, uh, you know, the bites were coming about every 30 seconds, so we didn't really have to wait very long. And Bobber would go down, he would count out, out loud to five, and he would just start turning the handle. He was eight. I mean, he, he, just turning the handle was, was a little bit of work for him. And he would kind of come tight. He, would, he wouldn't speed up. He wouldn't do anything. He would just keep on cranking. And he landed pretty much every bite. And they weren't, they weren't giant bass. You know, they were mm-hmm. one and a half to two and a half pounders, nothing huge. And he got every fish to the boat, or excuse me, to the weird fish off a dock, every fish to the dock. Whereas the well-known pro bass fisherman also was using the minnows with a bobber. He, uh, he was supposedly going to be there to, to hand off to the kid. And uh, every time he got a bite, he could not help himself. Mm-hmm. He was so instinctively used to setting the hook with a big swing. He did it every time. He missed probably eight out of ten bites. And it was just because no matter how much he... He mentally tried to make himself do it. His, his hands and arms could not stop themselves from setting the hook. Mm-hmm. So if that's you, then you oh, should yeah. be you using know, circle hook. You know, even Rhonda, you know, Rhonda's, you know, been really asking me a lot of questions when we go fishing. And a lot of times I have to say, honey, you, you just got to do it. And, and it, it, a lot of it is, is feel, you know, at a certain level. So I can teach you the basics. Like you just said, like you told that little kid, you know, count to five. I said, I don't count anymore, you know. I just instinctively know when it's time to put it in, you know, when the fish is running, put it in gear and set the hook. My problem is it becomes second nature to me. There's things I do that I don't even think about. I mean, I, I don't even think about the cast. I just go, oh, where is it? Boom, I put it there and it's done. I, I don't I don't think about the mechanism of going back. and do, All I do is make sure I'm always looking at my, my, my bait, whatever it is, so I don't hook anybody. Follow the whole thing. I know I'm going to land in the ocean, so that's not a problem. But I go through the mechanism automatic. Well, the same thing happens when I get bit. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm a little more ginger than I used to be because we have braided line and we have fluorocarbon leaders. Your smile mine are always short ones, so there is no stretch. So I'm a little bit more ginger when I set the hook, okay? But, but I still set the hook. And, um, I've tried them. I feel a lot more comfortable with it. And the other thing that I've seen is when the fish are finicky, I'll get bit better than somebody using a circle hook simply because circle hooks are so big. They're bigger than a J hook. Okay, they're 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 they got a wider gap. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things. So it, we go back to the beautiful thing about fishing is once you find a system, or that even applies to tackle. Um, it, it's personal, you know. It's whatever you feel the most comfortable. They've invented a you, lot of you, great you things. On, you hit on another thing that I wanted, that I wanted to mention, uh, again, part of an earlier conversation, and uh, you're correct that circle hooks for, uh, for the same size have more metal to them than a J-hook. Mm-hmm. So that, when the fish are being super, super picky, that can matter. But also, although in theory there's a standardization of sizes in hooks, 
in practice and in reality, the hook manufacturers don't follow it very closely. So if you're if you're set on a certain size hook with one manufacturer and you switch to another manufacturer, the same size hook may be substantially different. Mm-hmm. And even within the same manufacturers, different hook styles are going to have uh, a slightly different sizing system. So among uh, among other things, you should make sure that you're eyeballing the hooks. Correct. Don't just say don't just blindly say okay we're we're using uh, you know number one o hooks. Well, I can show you a pretty wide variation in in the amount of metal and the and just the overall size of hooks where the package all say one o. So make sure you look at the hooks uh, before you tie them on. Yeah. So I mean, bottom line is, it, like, and I'll go back to this. Um, there's a huge amount of technology. You know, we've got you, Steve, with all your pen uh, gear there. We've got um, Ben in, in studio here with all the accurate and all the, I mean, twin drags, okay? Uh, super braid lines, uh, fluorocarbon. All this stuff is there at your disposal. you got to just pick what you feel comfortable in. And, and sometimes confidence is, <laughs> is huge in this, in this uh, sport. Okay, whatever you feel confident with, you go. Okay, I mean, I I try to explain to people how to select the the proper bait in the in the bait well and and this and that. So all I can do is tell you what I would do, and then you go from there. Go yeah, the, the other thing, just to just to brush up on what was Steve was saying too. He's bringing up the the whole thing about hook sizes and everything else. Remember, there's there's light wire hooks and then there's heavy there's heavy uh, hooks, right? right. So. Mm-hmm. When you start talking about that, I've had more than one experience with the light wire hook where I'm thinking I'm going to hook one thing and I hook another. So just know what's out in front of you. A lot of times when you're taking light wire hooks, you want to know that you're fishing light line. The heavier line you and the more drag you put on them, you straighten those things out. And to me, and Steve probably thinks the same thing, is that when you get a heavier hook sometimes, you know, you got a really good point on the hooks. They're all chemically sharpened, but sometimes it's harder to go through and get penetration the bigger the hooks are. So if you're going into bigger hooks and it's a heavy hook, you know, you better be fishing heavier line. You see what I'm saying? It's yep. Yep, and in fact, um, you know, I don't want to run out of time and not talk about two things. I want to talk about Alaska, and I want to talk about the tuna. Uh, we know the local fishing's been pretty good, but let me do this. Ron, why don't you go? We do have some openings. I know it's really hard to get on a boat these days, but we've got a couple of trips. Ron, give, give them some info. All right, guys. Well, we do have the Enterprise on the 26th, which is Fishers of Men, and I'm not sure if there's any openings, but you write this down, 714-329-3853. That is the phone number to call. And then there is a friend of mine that um, his son is going to have surgery. He has a ticket if that boat is sold out. And if you guys uh, private message me, I will pass his phone number on to you. Okay, secondly, we have the Tornado on October 31st, and I have two spots because one of our dear friends will not be making it because of a knee problem, and uh, Ben is not going to go. So we now have two spots on the Tornado October 31st, 714-969-9750. And then we have our um, two-and-a-half day on the Ocean Odyssey. It is sold out, but... Uh, we are starting to bill it now, and I've already had one cancellation, but I did have a waiting list, and it has been filled. Did you say October 31st? I'm sorry, I did say that. Yeah. August 31st. Man, I'm thinking Excuse usually me. in October 31st, I'm going I did. to go. Thank so you those... for that correction. I thought it was our Halloween. Yeah, well, that that's coming up. 
but uh, <laughs> August right. 31st. So bottom line, go to anglerchronicles.com. <laughs> okay, well, we're getting confusing everybody, so this is, uh, just go to it. All right. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Mike Blue. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Mike. Um, we love you, buddy. All right, so uh, that's the next three trips? Yep. Okay. All right, I got a question here from uh, Brad. He wants to know what to bring on the Enterprise trip on Thursday. That's the Fishers and Men. Uh, bring a 25-pound rig and a 40-pound rig, whatever is your favorite. If you bring those two things, you're going to be okay. 25, 2025 is great for the kelp. And if we get into something a little bit bigger, 40-pound will do the trick. So just do the whatever. You send me a huge list here of rods and reels. You don't need to go that far, okay? Uh, just 125-pound, 140, then bring anything else you want. But have a 25 and a 40-pound for this local stuff. The local stuff has been pretty good. Ben. Give me the 411 on the bigger fish. Well, the the big fish right now, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the island, which a lot of people don't know about, but it's uh, it's moving really fast. Behind which island? Behind Clemente. It's moving really fast. Um, south, guys are seeing right now. Um, but if you don't have your, your own boat, it's... It's it's a tough go. It's probably tanners where guys are looking. The guys are looking on tanner down the down the ridge and stuff. And that's that's just information from the past few days. But the quality of fish is amazing. There's fish up to 250 back there, and guys are catching them on both California flyer and dead flyers right now. So um, big tackle. You know, you're talking about fishing 100 pound minimum, 100. You know, probably 130, 200, and then 300 to 400 pound liters on your on your flying fish. But that that's going on. And then I also heard there was fish um, like four miles outside Oceanside. And then Willie was telling you the same thing. There's fish traveling up and down. But they did this a while ago where they started moving south. So um, if you saw fish, if you saw fish the other day, you were saying, where'd you see them, Serge? Uh, you mean on Friday? Yeah. Uh, well, Thursday. Thursday. God, I yeah. keep getting it off. I saw them off Long Beach. Okay, so then, then I wouldn't be surprised to find fish off of again off of the 14 mile bank. Well, and that's where I started and, and, and drove north, and that's where yeah. I got. I saw the foam. So, I mean, if you got your own skiffs, just get out there. And the other thing is, just you find a kelp. Have some fun. Find them a Strata. Be fun. Okay. All right. Listen, I've got um, Oliver Solis. We'll, we'll, we'll get him on uh, in a second here from Fishing Syndicate. You know, I got a chance on the um, Dana Wharf on the Sum Fun. I got a chance to go and use the new inshore line. I want him to talk about the inshore line. Uh, can you hook up Oliver for me? Okay. Oliver, good morning. Good morning, Sergio. How you doing, brother? So far. Yeah. Good. There you go. Uh, hey, listen, um, so yeah, I was talking about, um, I actually had a call, Oliver, because I go, you know, are you sure these rods are, are for this and for that? So why don't you explain what the the new Inshore series is all about? So that Inshore series, uh, you know, something that we've been working on here over the last three years, um, try to find something that's more user-friendly and more forgiving than your favorite 7108. Great mm -hmm. rod. Uh, like I told you before, we're going to bring it back next year. We're going to do a batch of those. Special run. Uh, the spiritual bass rod. <laughs> but, you know, for the uh, majority of anglers who uh, you know, may be uh, not as um, experts in using graphite, that RX6 graphite really provides uh, some forgiveness uh, for when you're fighting fish, but also. Uh, for when making mistakes in high school. Uh, if you remember a year ago when Rick and I went with you in the boat, uh, we were 
prototyping, mm-hmm. I took that shell and I hijacked it on a big, a big, grumpy sandbox that, that I got. And I did that purpose because I wanted to see, you know, uh, whether it was going to break or it was going to be able to handle it. Um, handle it like a champ. Mm-hmm. The bass rods, I think it's okay. You know, your, your graphite rod is a bass rod, which you can use both in the ocean and in fresh water. Uh, different applications, whether you're fishing bait or artificial. Mm-hmm. Um, you're throwing big bait at freshwater largemouth or stripers, or whether you're fishing structure for sand bass or calico on the top line. Right. And, and I guess what I want to say is this. You, you've really uh, honed in on the um, on the bass segment, okay? Um, and when I say bass, it's it, it's I like the name inshore, okay? Everything that's inshore. All right, listen, everybody, hang on tight. I got to take a short break. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. When I come back, we'll have Oliver stay with us for the rest of the show. And I got Captain Don Ashley calling in from Pier Point Landing. We'll get all the information on the Toronado, the City of Long Beach, and the Enterprise, which we'll be on. We will be on next Thursday. All right, we'll be right back. Radio. AMA 30. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release. And always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 30. Welcome back, everybody on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. Let me go um, straight to Captain Don Ashley. Oliver, hang on tight there. I've got to go to Captain Don Ashley from Pierpoint Landing. Donnie! How you doing, Don? Good. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning, 
Sergio and everybody, and it's another great day in paradise. All right, but let me let me tell you something. Let's talk about this paradise because you and I share a love or something, and I've got to go to that first. Uh, what did you, what did you think of Messi not signing with Barcelona? Oh, I was devastated, and I just there's stuff in that you and I and probably nobody will ever know. I mean, he was willing to take a fifty percent pay cut which would have still been a huge amount of money, but that couldn't get the rules. You know, they couldn't make it work. And then mm-hmm. he ended up signing for a lot of money with PSG, $35 mm-hmm. million. Mm-hmm. But that was like a one-eighth of what his salary was. So Barcelona is in a, a real bad financial health. They still have a great team, and they still have some fantastic Yeah, well, players, I'll tell you what. Messi, Messi doesn't need the money, but I will tell you no. this. The team that the that they have there in France that he just joined, I I, I don't know. I, you know they're going to meet up with the Barca uh, along the way, and I would hate to be Barcelona facing Messi and his new team. I mean, he's got Di Maria, he's got Ramos. I mean, they're, they're all there. I mean, he's got um, I can't think of the Brazilian. Oh, oh help me out. Uh, uh, Neymar. Neymar. Okay, Neymar. which was his one of his proteges. So uh, it's going to be amazing. But anyway, let me just get the fish in here. Thursday, we're going to be on the Enterprise. Um, I know he's been having some amazing days. Uh, you got Dorado, you got Tuna, you got Yellowtail, you got it all, bud. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would tell the people, bring everything. Uh, he's been really, as Andy and Mitchell admit, they've been really good and lucky. And lucky is very important, but they've had... One day they had mostly yellowfin, the other time it's mostly bluefin with a mixture of yellowtail, dorado, and yellowfin in there. And I would bring everything from the flat balls and the, you know make sure you got the right syndicate rod and the reels. And you know it's going to be a beautiful day, a beautiful weather, and the timing is perfect. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, uh, Don, you got uh, openings, uh, or I mean, because I know it's been kind of kind of busy. It got busy with all this great fishing going on. Yeah, it has been, and, you know, cross our fingers, hopefully it'll keep going on. But as I've said for years, and you have too, and that we tell people way back in March and April, save some money for September, October, November. That's when the best fishing usually is. The weather is by far the best, and the loads are the lightest. So we still have three or four months of great fishing ahead of us. And what I'd like to really put out there and listen to the ad they had from the California Waterways is, we have another two weeks of our kids fish free out of Pier Point on the half day boat to City of Long Beach weekdays, leaving at 10 o'clock. And we're one child under 16, 15 and under, can go fishing free with an adult. So while the school is still out for most places, take them out. You've got two more weeks that we offer this, and it's a great chance to take your son or grandson or just a neighborhood daughter or son out fishing. Excellent. 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 All right, Donnie, phone number. FairPointLanding.net, you can book online, and the telephone number is 562-983-9300, and uh, everybody be safe, make sure you get vaccinated, and it's not going to be that much longer, but wear your mask, it makes everybody else feel a lot more comfortable, and get out in the ocean, the ocean, the wind, the sun, outdoors, very, very safe. All right, go go out and get some D3. Thank you, Captain you Don. It. Hey, you and I are going to go to lunch. We're going to go discuss some uh, some soccer here, okay? Well, I have four soccer games today starting at 8 o'clock, so I'm going to be a busy camper, and I'll be thinking of you guys. So be safe and have a great weekend. All right. Thanks, Donnie. All right, let me go uh, to Captain Rick. I, it looks like we got uh, Rick. Maybe he's in a better zone here. Um, Rick, are you there? 
Yeah, we made a 60-mile move from the last time I called, so we're, uh, we've got better phone service here now. Oh, much better. Were you in yeah. that ski boat or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got yeah, it. We, we got it. We, we turned the boat in a different direction, so okay. we're moving. So we got good service here. Yeah, really good Dorado fishing going on this week. Um, everybody saw good Dorado, good yellowtail, beautiful weather for the week. Looks like we got hopefully a few more days of it. Okay, well, uh, Ron, our next uh, our next Ocean Odyssey trip is full, but we have one in October. Why don't you give the details on that one? Okay, it's on October 27th through the 29th, and we do have, like, uh, six spots left. So just get out there, call the landing, call Dina. You can go to, uh, let's see, OceanOdysseySportFishing.com or call the landing. There you go. Oceanodysseyfishing.com. That's right. Yeah. Not sports fishing. Hey, Rick, your reels are done, too, so as soon as you call me when you get I, back, I, I'll bring them down. Message. All right, cool. Yeah, I had an hour, I had an hour sleep the night before last. So I no, I got it. No oh, worries. Rick, I, picked up, I picked, picked up three more hours yesterday. I don't know if you could hear Oliver. He says your rods are ready, too. I know. I got to make a sweep through up there and go through La Habra and go through Corona. And I just need to. I, I I'll think come down and see you next week. Around the first, we're going to have a night in where I'll be able to hopefully take a day and make a loop, see everybody, and get everything rounded up. Okay. Well, I got Steve Carson uh, is making a good point here. Steve, you want to ask him directly? Well, yeah. Um, people are looking at the different fish counts, and um, it would be helpful probably for a lot of the public if they knew the difference between Mexican limits of Dorado and U.S. waters limits of Dorado. Yes. So, in California, you can catch 10. In Mexico, you can only catch two. However, we are fishing U.S. waters. It's kind of confusing when you look at our fish counts because uh, our landing is only posting Mexican limits. Wow, that's different. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really hard to tell exactly where we're catching. Yeah, that last trip, we had 174, but we were fishing in U.S. waters. Um, we fished uh, southwest of San Diego, and then, of course, went to the Cortez, and then rolled off and caught some more. So it's very good fishing going on. Um, it's going to be hard to catch boat limits, I'll tell you that, mm -hmm. <laughs> in U.S. waters. <laughs> right. But uh, you, do see, you do see some of the boats posting limits, which would be Mexican limits. Okay. Hey, what's uh, what, what, what kind of water are you finding out there? Are you seeing anything above 75? Um, I talked to one guy last night and said he did way to the southwest here from where we're at. Um, I have seen mainly 71, 72, occasionally 73. Uh, okay. I wonder if my temperature most, gauge is right. The only reason I'm asking is his isn't. His, his is good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we're hoping for some yellowfin to show up here and get on kelps. You know, they are, they are late. Mm -hmm. Late to the party. They need to get in here and get on these calves so we can. Okay, we'll send a memo. I have a two and a half day. I have a two and a half day Sunday night, and I may, you know me, go go far away. Go looking. Yeah, yes, that's why we love you. You go looking. All right, Rick. Um, for everybody, uh, what's your phone number and and and. Um, and website there are some spots available you got to go take the time go into their website go through their, their list 
We have the October trip. Uh, what's the dates again on the October trip? The uh, 27th through the 29th. Okay. Uh, you're welcome to join us. It's a day and a half. And that one, you'll book on the landing. It's the, through the landing. It's there. So uh, give us all the info. That's OceanOdysseyFishing.com. You can look right online, see the schedule, or Dina, give her a call at 619-889-4535. And when I looked yesterday, it looked like October 3rd was the first uh, couple openings. And then after that, it looks like we got some room. But up until then, um, if there's a trip you want to go on, you can get on a waiting list if somebody backs out or October 3rd. Yeah, well, what I would do is just get, just book one that's open, and then just because if you wait, you're gonna have the same thing right through. All right, Rick, go get them, go nail them, go find them, because we'll be with you in a couple of weeks. You got it. And Rhonda's coming, so she, Rhonda's coming, so the expectations All are right. high. Yeah, the expectations are All high. All right. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, brother. All right. We'll see you later. Be good, Cap. Okay. All right. All right. I've got a, uh, let me see. I've got Tom from Anaheim. He's calling in. He says he's got a question about lever drag reels. So, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Angler Chronicles and uh, everybody. Hey, a uh, quick question on two speed lever drag reels. When you're storing them uh, between trips, besides the, the wash down, the dry, the lubrication, and putting it in free spool. Does it make a difference if you store it in higher low gear and should you back off the drag? Yeah, I would say store it in store it in low. Just take it out or store it in high, take it out of low. And the other thing I I would say is I would I, I don't put mine all the way into free spool. It'd probably it'd probably be a great idea, but I don't do that. I just take it down to the lowest setting on that drag and then put it away. Okay, so on the drag, back it off and... Uh, yeah, just back the drag off and take the lever and put the lever down, but don't pop it free. Because to me, the big thing what happens a lot of times is if there's anything in there, any like any water, anything else that's in there, it has a chance to get on the stuff. Uh, that's why I keep everything... I don't keep it tight, but I keep it together. You know what I mean? Okay, all right. Yeah. All right, good advice. Thank but that, you. I appreciate it very much. That, that also works for the star drag, Okay. Now, I think uh, the reels have gotten a lot better than the reels of old. In the old days, where you really had to back off everything, it was a, be a better idea. These days, everything's a lot yeah, the better. Most, the most important thing I can tell you right now is that when you get ready to put your reel away, and it's you think it's dry, grab a hold of the spool, hold on to the spool super tight, and turn the handle after you back the drill, drag off so that everything inside's moving except for the spool, and that's a lot of times will break everything free of contaminants and then put it away because that's right. what I do all the time. Guys will go through, and they'll put tons of water. They spray them too hard. You don't want to spray them too hard because all you're doing is pushing the salt inside the reel itself, and then once the salt gets into the reel, then they put it away and they don't touch it. thing that goes away is, is side plate bearings, is spool bearings. You have to make sure that when you put things away that you break it free and that you know that when you, when you put it away that it was working appropriately. Excellent. Okay, well, I'm, I don't want to run out of time, so let's talk Alaska. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Alaska, what did you think? That place is insane. That uh, place that we went to, Salmon Falls, was amazing. The thing that I thought was so cool about it was the variety of fishing. Plus, the other thing is 
it seems like it seems like a long trip sometimes when you're going up there because you stop in Seattle and you have sometimes you have these layovers in Seattle. But if you think about the amount of time it took to go from Seattle to catch can, it's not that long. It's the first two stop. hours. Yeah, yeah it's two pretty hours. much the first stop on that whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. So then when you get there and you're you're doing whatever you're doing there. Just the way that whole thing went super smooth every day, fishing-wise. It was fun to fish uh, the cohos on the downriggers. Mm-hmm. We caught um, lots of, you know, bottom fish. We caught, I caught the biggest yellow I ever caught in my life, which... That was, was a toad. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't legal, but, I mean, we it, we it was fine. And the thing that's fine about it is because you're catching yellow eyes in 100 feet of water. I mean, it's not super, super deep. The other thing that um, I saw there was, again, hookup baits work there as they work anywhere else. If you're going to go to Alaska, you want to bring some bigger hookup baits what were you using four ounce i was actually went all the way to the six ounce oh they're they the, don't make six the, ounce the xl the uh, xl okay. the xl yeah i, did, I want to make sure yeah, we're getting no, I, the xl is that so uh, and bottom line is this you know what i loved was watching the face of the captain for example oh he was chipping okay because yeah. um, i got a chance to show the captain my gear the night before and they looked at me like i was crazy okay i i i listened to oliver oliver says Take your 700M and your, I mean, 700H and your 700XH. And I paired that off with a 500 and a 600 narrow. Uh-huh. And then I, I took the bass rod because I can't help uh-huh. myself. Okay. And the 500 is what we used all the time. Yeah. That, those 500s and that the new turn, perfect. too, those prototypes were well, pretty I didn't damn good. Say, they're you coming can out say in November. It, they'll come out in November. But out of all the reels that we've made at Accurate, I would say right now in my eyes, that probably is the best reel that i've ever fished with that's a star drag all right all right guys you can hear the music we're going to take a short break and come back we're going to wrap up the show we're going to talk a little bit about uh alaska because it really was a good trip all right this is angels radio ama 30 kla and i'm right back the night is yours alone you sure you Radio. AMA 30. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AMA 30. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. I know it's Monday morning, but the song says, but Tuesday night, we have Taco Tuesday. So it's this Tuesday. We're doing it a week early because we have the Toronado trip the week after that. 
So Taco Tuesday is this coming Tuesday. I'll post something on social media this weekend. Getting kind of busy. But anyway, let's go back to uh, finish up Alaska. Really great place. What I liked about Salmon Falls is that they have a built-in restaurant. And that's, that's kind of different. And bar. Yeah. And bar. Um, I was having ribeye every night with mashed potatoes and uh Oh, the food's five-star. Everything was amazing about the place. The, the service is amazing, you know, and just the surroundings of the place. That was probably one of the best open, like, platform places with that, um, that outside mm-hmm. area that they had. It was just perfect. Yeah, they have a waterfall built into the place. You can see, you can see the pink... Salmon going up the waterfall is really good. It made for some really great, uh, epic footage. You guys will see that. And uh, just fantastic place. Fantastic place. So the H, the X-H, and the seventh foot, and my bass rod, which was ideal for casting um, like a mega bait type uh, jig for the for the salmon. You know, we got a couple that way. I was adamant. I did not want to use, use downrigger on the troll. And you were being lazy. No, but well, I, I had to work real hard with those downriggers. But think about it. I mean, I I, I, I finally got into them, and we finally got them going. So it was it was a very very good trip. Highly recommend Salmon Falls Resort. Uh, the the other thing I really want to mention, the highlight for me was that um, Bourbon Night. Oh. We got lucky, and they, they every year they have what's called the Bourbon Night. So the guy from Jim Beam comes in, and I told him, Jimmy, he wants to talk to me, and I said, okay, I'm not a bourbon guy. I'm a Scotch guy. Okay, and there is a difference. Okay, and um, anyway, he had a was it three courses and a main course. Five. A, yeah, there was there was all this stuff, but but there was a separate mixed drink that had bourbon, and um, I got told them I became a bourbon lover. And uh, well, yeah, I saw you leave early that night. What was going oh, on? Were no, you a little bourboned out there or what? Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I was. Well, you guys were keeping going. I go, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I, I just so much I'm gonna do. I don't usually don't drink on a normal basis, and uh, I did that time. <laughs> okay, but it was it was very good. I, I really just enjoyed. It was a different thing. I don't know, you know, that they've got certain limits that they have to attend to. By the time we got through the kings, you couldn't fish any more kings. Yeah, but you know what? You got to catch blackies, and the blackies we caught out at the we were oh, out. Oh, let's at talk the, about the, that. Yeah, out at the point. That's that's amazing. They got black rockfish out there, that. You just want to just make sure you bring small jigs. You don't want to use plastics or anything else. They'll tear everything tear up, and your your limit's ten. But to catch ten, you go through quite a few to go through and catch ten, and it was pretty fun to watch everybody. Dude, go. we limited out for four or five people. Yeah, I mean, at four or five people, we and, limited out and in lo- ten minutes and lost plenty too yeah, during that minutes. whole deal. At one point, you and I had our jig an inch under the water. Oh, they're missing it. Yeah, yeah and we're just, it's, we're not doing anything, we're just holding it there and to yeah. watch. One after the other after that until one finally would actually open his mouth big enough to, to, to get hooked. That was kind of fun. So Salmon Falls, big, huge recommendation. Okay? Yep. And you'll see some on TV here coming soon. All right. Uh, we mentioned Taco Tuesday. Uh, the next trip is the Enterprise. For that one, who do they call, uh, Ron, for the Enterprise? They call uh, Larry. And phone number's on anglerchronicles.com. And go ahead and look it up, and you can look at all the rest of our trips as well. Perfect, and that's uh, and then the tornado the week after that. How many do we have a sponsor on the tornado? We mentioned? do two spots, two spots, so and it is August thirty first, <laughs> not October. Yeah, 31st. he was thinking it was October. And uh, you call seven one four nine six nine nine seven five zero. Do we have one October thirty first this year? 
We actually know it's the uh, Ocean Odyssey trip on the 27th through the 29th, which we will have the. Uh, Are we going to uh, do the costumes today? We will have the costumes as well. God, so. Ron looks great as a French maid. It's amazing. No, oh, he came out as a. Were you a penguin one time? I was a penguin and a banana. <laughs> and, uh, I don't remember the banana. Yeah, that's right. Actually, banana. no, I wasn't. That was uh, Tom. I was a penguin and I was. Um, um, you know the, the guy. Um, never mind. Pirate. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we uh, had a pirate. We had we had a Deadpool. Deadpool. That was oh, it. Oh man. Okay. No, but it, it was it was fun. You know, and some guys love to do that. I go, hey, go have yeah. at it. We ended hey, up having that first one trip. We had like nine guys, and the last time we only had four. I even forgot. Mm, I put yeah. it together and I forgot. But just he just want to make a point is that that's not too late to fish. Those fish are biting. Oh yeah, for October is one of the. That was really like, really. You heard Don actually say that is one of the best times. Save your money. Uh, the middle of October and the end of October, it's one of some of the best times. Yeah, September, October, and yeah. even the beginning of November, November. Krakatoa. I used to plan my long range in October plus because that's when the hurricane season is uh, is done with. Okay, so you get a lot my better weather as well. All right, well, we got those things going on. Guys, there's a lot of fish here local. Um, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, what to take, but you still don't know what you're going to catch. You almost, like Donnie says, you, you want to bring everything and the kitchen sink. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'd still be, like, seriously, I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to take an ATD-30, and I'm going to take California Flyer, and I'll have something to go and at least put but that you're, out. You're, you're targeting out there. No, no, no. I'm just going. I'm going to go for a look because a lot of times right now, you were just saying it. You don't know what you're going to fall into. You could fall into a farmer's. You could turn around and find a better grade of fish. And, you know, if you're not prepared, you're you're in trouble. And I think I can get everything done with five rods. You going by what yourself? I'm doing. No, I, I'm not sure yet. I'm okay. not sure. Okay. I'm well, thinking let, about let, taking one of my daughters or, you know. Uh, let me let me um, get Steve uh, on his comments here because he's been kind of quiet. Steve, your thoughts on anything? <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question. Don't talk about Ron. Well, he's asleep right now. Good morning, Steve Carson. Good morning. So, oh, hello. Yeah. So, um, don't what? get into a situation where you think you only need to take one or two rods because yesterday your buddy or your neighbor or whatever he went out and he caught all of his fish on. Fill in the blank, whatever it was. He caught it all, caught them all on 20 pounds. He caught them all on 80 pounds. Every day is going to be different. Every school of fish comes up under the boat is going to be different. The people, I, I hear it all the time, I don't want to bring too many rods. Yes, you do. And Ben just mentioned he likes to bring five combos. That's a pretty good number because you can cover the spread, so to speak, from, you know, 15 or 20 up to 80 or 100. And you really do need to have the spread. Because you, especially right now, you've, you've heard the reports from the captains. Uh, you know, you've seen the reports uh, online. There's yellowfin. There's bluefin. There's dorado. There's yellowtail. Uh, Sergio even caught a few big bonita. All every fish, uh, you know, is going to have a certain way that you fish for them best. And if you have line that's too heavy, they might not bite it. If if you have line that's too light, you might not be able to land them. Think about going to play golf. You're going to bring just one club. Nobody, you could, but nobody ever goes to play golf with one club. It's almost impossible to go saltwater fishing with only one rod. Mm -hmm. People do it, but uh, especially the way the fishing's been just lately, you're going to be disappointed. And in the last couple of years, any given trip, you get further out than about 
Well, lately it's been three or four miles. You get further out than that, it's very likely that the biggest fish of your entire life is right there waiting to be caught. You want to make sure you can handle it. Excellent. Uh, good recommendations right there. Uh, on the other hand, don't go the opposite way, okay, which um, I've seen pretty much. I've, seen, I've actually seen it done. I went on a tuna trip, and there was a trout rod, and I'm trying to figure it to myself. This guy pretty much grabbed, grabbed everything he had and brought it. I don't know that a trout rod's going to help you, but, hey, if it makes you happy. Like a trout rod or a maybe, bass rod? Maybe he wanted to fish at the bait receiver. Yeah, maybe, but even still a trout rod. Okay, but anyway, I, I do want to mention this because I got a chance to fish them. The, and, and guys, pay attention because you guys say, you know, the bass rod, well, let me tell you something. My bass arsenal just got a little bit bigger with the new FSG inshores. Um, I got a really good chance to fish the L and the M, and they're, they're not meant necessarily for offshore fishing, but if you like bass and you want some sensitivity, and yet still have enough strength, they do very, very well. Um, I caught, all, and I get I get to say, because I actually weighed a 6.2 sand bass, so um, on the M, and um, it, it pulled good. And it, I, I, felt that, I felt that the whole way, I had enough power to bring it up, and on 20 pound, it was great. And I fished most of the trip on the Some Fun with 15 pound test. Not because of desire, I'd set up four rods and I'd bust it off and so um, you know what that's what I had left and the 15 actually worked really really well it, with the 800L and we you know what, what it is uh, Ben um, it's forgiving so the, the bends but that's so, what life's about right now forgiving that's it well, you don't want to get you you don't want to get yourself beat up and dead I mean you know, we've talked. I, talk, I just was. I've been around Oliver. I've been around all sorts of guys that build rods, and the whole thing right now. It's not to go and get the rod that's just going to hammer the fish. It's going to get the rod that makes you comfortable, that puts pressure on the fish, so that you don't go away. Two different things, right there. Yep, for okay. sure. So, Oliver, um, when will the complete line be ready to go? Um, the Excel and the light are already uh, ready to go. We have them at the uh, showroom and on the website. We've actually been selling those already. Uh, the medium is uh, a next year kind of uh, project. All right, then we'll hold on to that. All right, guys, listen, it's time to go. Go, uh, go fishing. Hey, be kind to one another. That's a big deal. Thank a veteran, okay, for everything they've done for us in Afghanistan. And the other thing is be kind, as we say. Don't run over farmers. Don't. And Taco <laughs> Tuesday this week, okay? Angler Chronicles, we're out of here. We'll talk to you next week. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.